0: Ha, ha, ha. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Good Saturday morning. Joining us today is Missy Clifton and, of course, our host, Tom Dupree. I'm not sure quite where they're going to be going, but I know it'll
1: be lively. So take it away, Tom. All right, well, we'll start out with Psalm 63, verses 9 through 11. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult. For the mouths of liars will be stopped. That's uh, Psalm 63, verses 9 through 11. Uh, The music was from like 1964. So I was there. This is just a brief vignette. I was probably a second, no, I was a third grader at Sayre School. My friend was Johnny Merritt. Uh, We would go over to his house, and his brother uh, was in junior high or high school. And he had a stack of 45s. Records so high a show dog couldn't jump over them, and you have to understand the musical context right at that moment in time. So five years prior to that, the the big thing was Elvis Presley, but now and and Chubby Checker and a guy named Bobby Darren D A R I N, and those were Bobby Darren did a song called Mac the Knife. And then you had had, really starting in a maybe late 1962, 63, this invasion of the U.S. by British groups, number one among them, of course, the Beatles. Probably 2 and 2A were the Rolling Stones, And this group called the Kinks. Uh, Then the next kind of down the line and starting to come on was the Beach Boys and the Dave Clark Five. The Dave Clark Five kind of fizzled. They didn't really, as they say about a racehorse, they didn't fire, so to speak. But the Beach Boys wrote some incredible music. Uh, their, their high point would have been their 1966 album called Pet Sounds, which had uh, some really lovely songs on it, like uh, Wouldn't It Be Nice, God Only Knows. And uh, Brian Wilson, of course, wrote that. Paul McCartney later said every time he heard that song, he would cry. But back to 64. So the Kinks stayed around. Later on, they kind of morphed into uh, a different sounding band. They wrote that song called Lola. Uh, the embodiment of that song probably would be the movie, The Crying Game. Um, Then uh, there was a really good song that Ray Davies, who's sort of the mind guy behind the kinks, wrote uh, called Come Dancing. It's about uh, a place where these working-class kids in a suburb of London would go, uh, to hang out on Saturday nights, and, and it was like a palidrome, just like a big dance hall. And they would go and, and have fun and uh, as, as young kids do. So America became sort of the recipient of this uh, British culture imported here, but, and, and I will always argue this, This was not British music. The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, even the Kinks. Maybe the Kinks a little more. It's not British music. It's American music recycled through England. Big difference. So uh, this is just. It's kind of my way of, of making sense out of the world because most things that we look at today don't make a lot of sense. Um, if you've uh, studied uh, one of uh, Kamala Harris, she folks, this is our vice president. One heartbeat away from being the president. If you've studied any of, and I don't know that study would be the right word, cause I'm not sure there's anything there to study, but if you've sort of listened to any of her recent speeches or things that she says, and I don't think she's capable of giving a speech. I think she stands up in front of the microphone for a minute or two talks about whatever's on her mind. And I actually try to give people like that the benefit of the doubt and think, well, they're smarter than they sound and they just, some people sound kind of crazy with the way they put words together, but this recent one where she went to Jamaica, and, of course, all the memes were saying she's been smoking some of that Jamaican lettuce down there. where she. And she did say uh, several years ago, somebody asked if she'd ever smoked marijuana. She said, half my family's Jamaican. Are you kidding? And she said she used to smoke pot in her hotel room and listen to Tupac but then they did a time thing on it and Tupac wasn't even releasing albums when she was in college. So that was BS. And then when she talked about her pot use, her father spoke up and said, my family and my ancestors would roll over in their grave to think that they had a, a namesake person of the family in a high position Saying things like that, that, that we're so even her own father disowned what she says. So, when you look at these kinds of things, that this person has now been elevated to president of the United States. And here's the other thing people, and I'm not going to go global on this, I'm going to go local. People in this town who were so vociferous against Donald Trump during the last election. And that believe me, there's a lot about Trump not to like, but there's a lot to like. They chose to look at the not to like. And so they said, well, this Biden guy is great. And and his vice president, oh, she's very capable. Nobody is holding anybody to account for their support of this real uh, miscarriage of, of just everything that we would call a value in our country, that we have these two people occupying the two highest offices. It's an absolute travesty. It makes a travesty of everything you can call American. And there's still people out there, lots of them who are so invested in this narrative, like a Chuck Todd who's with, I don't know, MSNBC now who's, you know, shot down some North Dakota congressman the other day for hinting that if the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing had been one of Trump's children, how far the press would have been all over it. these people. The lying is their stock and trade, but I will not be lied to, nor will I participate in a lie. Even if it takes everything that I've ever had to defend it, because there, there's no amount of money. I don't, I don't need to have money that bad to trade my sense of honesty and decency and integrity for it. It's just not worth it to me. Therefore, you know, people, I've had people say, why do you, you know, keep doing this show and talking about all this stuff? And I said, because my soul is important to me. The repose of my soul, that means in life or in death, depends upon my discharging my duties in a way that is proper to where I'm at, right, where I, that's wrong to say, where I am today. I can do nothing else. The reason I talk about it is, in my opinion, there's nothing else to talk about. So
2: (laughs) what are you laughing about? I was reading the other was day about funny? no, it's not funny at all. Um, but in, in a humorous way, I was thinking the other day of uh, reading about the Truman Show delusion. It was like you're we living in a staged reality show. Yeah, um, that was a
1: weird movie. Uh, it was
2: a weird movie, but there are some things that are going on um, that kind of make you feel like that you're watching this really weird show that is has been created to move you in a certain direction kind of like poor Truman was well see you
1: know? I re- the, the difference is I refuse to be a part of that play okay. I, I, re- I refuse to be moved in that direction I can notice it and observe it but I will not allow my thinking or acting to be pushed by it, and okay. my guess is you won't either.
2: Well, okay, let's just let's just recap. So, are you
1: going to say I should or something?
2: No, I'm going to tell you that let's just recap the month of March. Let's just let's not let's not confuse yeah, folks. Let's not let's not go, you know, uh, yin yang back Donald Trump. All let's let's just talk about March, okay? So, March. <laughs> oh, by the way, was designated from March 1st to March 31st uh, on our 2022 calendar as the month of celebrating women. Yeah. You dun, get Black dun, dun, History dun. Month
1: in February, and Women's yeah. Month in March. So,
2: so we've we've had the Women's History Month uh, that began, as I said, this month and, and ended. It's uh, <laughs> rich. End. Yep. Okay. So let's just let's let's maybe recap a few of the highlights. I think would be interesting. Uh, we celebrated a biological male that literally annihilated his biological female competitors at the NCAA uh, swimming championships. That was great. We uh, recognized, or we, we applauded USA Today for recognizing a biological man as Woman of the Year. That's great.
1: That's and, the guy that's in the Biden administration.
2: Yeah, yeah. Rachel Levine. Then we also, um, you know, we had our Supreme Court nominee who could not find <laughs> it possible to say, just to say that a woman is maybe... Double X chromosomes, uh, reproductive organs, uh, nothing. No, she responded, as we talked about last week, she said, no, I'm not a biologist. So, you know, um, I think that's, um, you know, and then, of course, uh, we, we haven't even, you know, it's now April, and we are, um, a couple things on the, the, uh, the docket that I'm waiting to hear about after almost two years of nothing. Suddenly, everybody's reporting about Hunter's, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop. Um, you know, back back two well, years. I ago... I thought the
1: FBI was saying recently they now can't find it. They
2: can't something. find it, but they had it. They logged it in, but yeah. now they can't find it. I mean, I mean, you—if you said anything about Hunter Biden's laptop two years ago, you were deplatformed on every social media. You were labeled the well, worst. Now that they can't
1: find it, they can probably say stuff about it. Oh. I mean, do you think the Democrats have now realized? What a screw up this is. So they're now saying, let's use this to get rid of Biden. I
2: absolutely think that there is a that there's a playbook somebody's following and they're just leaking it out. just, you know, one thing, just yeah. like the you know, the first fifty thousand Pfizer docs were released. Um, now we're waiting for the next drop. Which should be very interesting, but I'm sure well, in the first
1: fifty thousand enough to it should have been. Yeah. It should
2: have been. It should have been. There, there is no stopping point for the the adverse effects. Um, apparently, for the Pfizer drop, but we'll 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 wait to see what goes on in April. Um, an auspicious start. To yeah, the I mean, of the month.
1: So, the only thing that I see worth celebrating, in some ways, is the fact that I'm still able to say some of these things and, you know, not be imprisoned. Uh, Do I see us, do I see the train slowing down in this? uh, Rick Scott said a pretty interesting thing. He said, uh, you know, if the Republicans take back Congress, and the Senate in, in November, we better not just be a speed bump on the way to socialism, because that is exactly what we've been in the past. And as long as you've got people like Mitch McConnell running things, and then in the House it'll be Kevin McCarthy, the Republicans... I'm going to say something that is probably going to make conservatives mad. The reason we're in this spot is not because of the Democrats. It's actually because of Republicans. The ones that are supposed to be guarding the hen house have basically sold out. Our sixth district congressmen, rather than actually legislating he's now a fundraiser he goes around and and raises money he'll give you all kinds of arguments that we cannot win these elections without a ton of money and as such he's basically become an arm of the media because where do all these campaign ads run on the media rather you capture people's hearts and minds. There is nothing about the current day political apparatus that, whether it be Republican or Democrat, that can capture anybody's heart or mind. All it does is enslave them. With more debt, more lies, the 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 whole system has become so corrupt that we are at a breaking point. Government can no longer do anything more to improve our lives and hasn't been able to for years. And that's the point when they realize that, that they begin to double down on their efforts to make things different. So they get more involved and do more stuff. You know, Biden is now – just think about this for a minute. The Biden administration came out the other day and introduced – the idea of introducing transgenderism to kids in the third and fourth grade, the Biden administration has decided that this is a good idea. We now know that Walt Disney corporation has with their amount of influence, you know, has um, become a, a purveyor of this kind of thing. And DeSantis this is really interesting. You got the governor of Florida basically attacking openly the largest taxpayer in the state of Florida. That's the Disney company. Never seen anything like it. That would be like Andy Bashir going to war with Toyota.
2: Well, you know, in the Disney uh, president, um, Carrie Burke, I think, is her name. She's just come out um, fairly recently vowing that half of all the characters um, will represent the.
1: LGBT, do yeah, you be good? Yeah, by the end of 2022.
2: Yeah. And, and also has labeled her own children as pansexual. pansexual the, something. So,
1: she's. Yeah. The, I, I saw that, what though.
2: What does that even I mean? mean? Uh, you mean pan, you can have sex with all, anything? They're, yeah, they're. It's just, it's, it's, and she
1: celebrates it.
2: She's,
1: it's interesting. I mean, we've, I'm sort of glad that finally it's becoming very clear where people stand.
2: I think you post, you're pushing decent folk beyond their, their imagination You say to use imagination, but, um, you're pushing people beyond the limits of, of what they can tolerate um all you my, in my opinion all you got to do is understand. read you all know. you
1: got to do is read the bible so, because if you look at sodom and Gomorrah, this is like 4000 years ago all that stuff was going on back
2: then there's nothing new under the sun did you ever read crowds and power back is like 1960 the guy's canetti no i read
1: um, pop i read uh popular crowd or something the Madness of Crowds and Popular Delusions. It's a book a lot of people.
2: Well, it talks about like the, um, and I think they, a lot of them it's the same thing. It's the baiting crowd that you know. There's this feeling of superiority on their side, and so they won't they won't stop until it it's dead. You know, it's they, they, ultimately
1: they'll... based on fear. Exactly that they won't that they'll be discovered, or you know, what's going to happen in hell? And I'll just say this: all the sinners find themselves alone. They won't be in a crowd. They're going to suffer their particular judgment by themselves. Heavy All right, ending. we
0: got to jump. We got to jump. We got Boone Logan and Leif Kunkel from the Bluegrass Sportsman's League joining us in the next half of the hour. They're going to be talking about what's going on out there. Stay tuned Woodford, you'll be back in just a minute with more of the Tom Dupree Show. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show for the second half of the hour. We've got some guests for this part. We've got Boone Logan and Leif Kunkel from the Bluegrass Sportsman's League. The league was founded originally in 1945 and had a spot on Richmond Road. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. It's the largest sportsman's league in Kentucky, and we're going to hear what they've got going on out there. So take it over, Tom.
1: Okay, so... It was on Richmond Road, but, but now it is out in Judgment County, um, south of Wilmore on the Handy's Bend Road. As you're going out to High Bridge, you take a left and, and go off that way. Um, so tell us a little bit about the music before it goes off. Okay, that's the Locust Fork group from Birmingham. And when I was at Swanee, they were just kind of getting going. And, and I think they're still around. Uh, it kind of an Allman brothers knockoff, but anyway, they, they had a one or two albums and then they kind of, they never got real big. I like their music. So, um, I will say that the sportsman's, uh, league, um, has become a really big part of my life. Uh, I love it out there. I go out there frequently. And uh, and I be I mean probably at least three times a week. Um, it's almost fifteen hundred acres. It's really uh, a beautiful place. It has all the major shooting sports that would be shotgun, rifle, pistol, black powder, archery, and uh, ranges, multiple ranges for. Each one of those. And and within the shotgun um, uh, division, there's trap, skeet, and sporting clays. Um, A really incredibly nice sporting clays course for those of you who uh, like shotgun. It's a great place. And one of the things that uh, these guys want to talk about today is membership. Um. It's extremely affordable, really inexpensive is the right word. And for what you get, um, for what you pay, it's it's a slam dunk. There's no reason if you like to get out doors, even if you didn't shoot and just went down there and walked around (laughs) a few times a year, it would be worth your membership. But if you're interested in the shooting sports, it's an incredible deal. And so I'm just going to let these guys, Boone and Leif, talk a little bit about it. And, uh, and, and and maybe some of you
3: that are listening you know, might have an interest in, in, in checking it out. Yeah, so my name's Leif Konkel. I'm the president of Bluegrass Sportsman's League. And like Tom was saying, we have multiple shooting facilities. It's the largest, uh, shooting sports facility in the state of Kentucky. When you take into account all the different, uh, disciplines of competition, handgun shooting that we do on top of all the different shotgun sports, the rifle sports, uh, muzzle loading, we have a gun dog division specifically for, um, the training of hunting dogs. They have their own area on the club and they run dogs out there all the time, um, and also, like Tom was saying, even if you don't shoot, we have miles and miles of hiking trails on the property that we maintain. Um, the, the property itself is very unique uh, topographically. It's a uh, peninsula surrounded by three sides on the, by the Kentucky River, and we have, I think, somewhere around 15 miles of, river, of shoreline on the Kentucky wow. River. It's an incredible piece of property. It's absolutely, And you beautiful. can
1: hike down to the river. Yes. There's at least one trail that I know of that goes right down to the edge of the river.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of um, historic kind of structures and walls scattered throughout the woods down there. Before um, it was purchased by the Bluegrass Sportsman's League, it was actually owned by one individual landowner and operated, I believe, as a fox hunting preserve. And they would have guided fox hunts out there. And the youth lodge that's still on the property is one of the remnants of that that fox hunting preserve. And if you go in that youth lodge, there's actually hand painted fox hunt murals on the walls of Gosh. that youth lodge. There's a lot of history out, out there. A lot of like dry stack stone walls through yeah. the woods, and it's incredible.
1: There's also some coveys of quail mm-hmm. um, because <laughs> Jasper my dog or it's my son's dog that's a, a german short-haired pointer he figured that out pretty good one day <laughs> the snow in the driving snow he was pointing those quail you know the other thing uh, that i like about the club is that it, the people that that are out there are are just nice folks for the most part i've never run into Anybody out there that seemed to be uh, kind of somebody you didn't want to be around. The other thing I like about it is that a lot of the land out there is a working farm. So uh, Ben Riffle, uh, who's running for magistrate in Jesmond County, but he his job is he's a farmer and he works – the cattle herd out there, and uh, so you're you're basically on a, a real working farm when you're out there,
3: right? Yeah, that's one of many things Ben does out there. He's the uh, the operations manager for the club, um, so he takes care of a lot of operation and maintenance for the actual shooting facilities, as well as maintaining and operating that farm on the property.
1: Boone, why don't you talk since you're <laughs> You're kind of the godfather of the um, uh, shotgun division. If you want to talk a little bit about that, uh, that might be interesting to some of these people.
4: Well, I'm I'm certainly not the oldest or the have the most time out there in the shotgun division. Uh,
1: That's not what I was talking about. Maybe just
4: because I got you out there. (laughs) Well,
1: so for me, you will always be the godfather. (laughs) Of of the uh, shotgun division. There's
0: something about that picture of Godfather and shotgun yeah, well. and all all of it together that doesn't does quite work for me because Boone's one of the kindest people. He doesn't really fit that. He doesn't really fit that description.
4: Well, Elizabeth, I told Tom the first time we went out there, I said, "Now you don't want to do this. You don't want to shoot sporting clays for the first time." unless you have room for another addiction in your life. And, and he was right. And we went to a station, and I think he missed most of the targets, maybe hit one or two, and this went on till we got to the fourth station. and Down we got in the woods. Yeah, first station in the woods, and he just started blistering that target. I mean, just as fast as he could load the shotgun, and I could click the button to throw the target, he was breaking them. And, uh, he, he, he put a, he put two shells in the gun and before he even closed it, he turned around and said, I think you got the needle in my arm.
0: <laughs> you all might remember Boone Logan from the big blue cancer blast. We had him on the Tom Dupree show that happens in the early fall It'll, and is always a very successful event that also I'm sure exposes a lot of people to the bluegrass sportsman's league as well
4: since you mentioned it Uh,
0: (laughs) i set you up didn't i
4: it'll be september the 19th this year and you can get uh the the website has not been updated yet but it soon will be you can get all the information you need at bigbluecancerblast.com
0: okay and it is so much fun they've got um in addition to just your sportsman having a great time shooting They've got uh, celebrities that participate and they golf carts. The different teams go through the sportsman's league on golf carts to the different um, stations. And then there's a a nice lunch afterwards. So it's an event that's that's fun for corporations to sponsor. It's a good team event. And it's also just a good day to be outside.
4: Thank you, Elizabeth.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'll take my payment at the, at the door as you leave. So
4: the, (laughs) what I
1: would want to say to the, let's say somebody who's in their thirties or forties or something with a family, the club is a good deal because you can come out there. It's, it's about, it's a little over 300 bucks a year. That's dirt cheap. Um, you can come out there with your kids. There's, Always an open field where you could let your dog run. Uh, you know, uh, now during hunting seasons, sometimes it can get a little busy if people are out there turkey or deer hunting, and they they do have a a, a kind of a lottery type program. It's pretty
0: it's, well segregated, so that there are different things going on. Different the fifteen hundred acres is a lot of space to spread out yeah. on.
1: And I, and I've hiked right through. <laughs> Different things, but of course you have. Th- there's, um, there's a lot of room out there, and we're really looking to gain some new membership. So, I mean, this is a this is this is this club is an incredibly well kept secret, and I don't think everybody wants it to be as well kept a secret as it has been. So,
0: it's well kept too. The the facilities are really beautifully done. Yeah,
3: Go, I ahead. Ag- Go ahead. I agree that it's uh, kind of too big of a secret right now. I think there's a lot of people that would really get a lot out of joining that club that really don't even know it's there. There's a lot of people um, in Jesmond County and even in Wilmore that don't know the club is there, which surprises me. And it, it surprises me more and more as I get into my, my first term as president, just learning how many different uses there are for different people on the property. Like we were saying before, even if you don't shoot, if you don't hunt, um, there's a lot of people that go out there and use the hiking trails, but then there's a group of people that just go out there after dark to stargaze because there's no light pollution out there.
1: And there's camps, camping spots. Uh, so with picnic tables and fire rings and, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And, uh you know it's um, i you know there there's several places around there where you can uh camp and um and it goes right down to the Kentucky River and when you're down at the river you're looking over at the Kentucky River Palisades which is one of the more beautiful and distinctive geologic formations in this part of the country so yeah, it's on, just incredible.
3: On top of the primitive campsites that Tom's referring to, we also have um, RV hookups, full RV hookups with power and water, and we have a dump station on site, and th- that's uh, available for member and non-member use for a very nominal fee per night.
0: And yeah, there's also one of the things that that Tom uh, took me out there to do was there's a, uh, I don't know if it's called self-defense, but it was there's a pistol course that um there's an instructor that takes you through uh this regiment of shooting just at the target and then moving around barriers and it's geared towards
1: women too and it's Mm -hmm.
0: it it i guess that that's why i was saying self-defense you know that's as simulated as if you were in a parking garage or something with the barriers if you needed to move and shoot um and i didn't even know that was there i just knew about the the shooting course and where the dogs ran. So I, I continue to learn more and more what's out there as well.
4: Well, the, one of the great things that I want to make sure we emphasize and and we have, but there's so much for families out there. You know, we've, we've mentioned competitive shooting, but you know, there's, there's a whole lot more people who just come out and shoot recreationally than than actually participate in tournaments. Tournaments are fun. I I like to shoot in Sporting Clays tournaments. We are resurrecting this year, uh, we're going to have a couple of skeet tournaments, which used to happen on a regular basis out there, and somehow we just kind of quit doing that. Uh, But uh, What's the
0: difference between skeet and clay pigeon?
4: Well, uh, they're similar in that you're shooting at a moving target. Uh, a skeet field throws the same targets every single time, and a skeet field in Kentucky will look exactly like a skeet layout in California or England or wherever you are, whereas no two sporting clays courses anywhere in the world will be the same because it wouldn't be possible uh, because you would have different topography is that how you say it is uh you you have always on a flat field yeah yeah uh sporting clays the best way to to describe it is is golf with a shotgun Yeah, you're actually out on a course instead of moving from from hole to hole on a golf course you move from shooting station to shooting station on a sporting clays course uh and But, but even at the other, at the other disciplines, rifle, pistol, archery, I can remember when my children were young, uh, we would, uh, when church would get out, uh, uh, Eunice would have, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches already packed. And we would hightail it to bluegrass once a month for an archery tournament. Right. Uh, that the boys shot in and, uh, Uh, just, just a lot of fun. There's, there's a lot of ways to have fun at BGSL.
1: I just want to say something about sporting clays. I'm just learning. It's taken me. We went first time, what, four or five years ago, probably. Uh,
4: be five years ago this summer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so that was the first time I ever, I had a little old gun that, you know, I mean, you can break targets with any shotgun. Yeah. But as you kind of get into it and start shooting more you tend to want to move to a better gun because it tends to not jam and do things that a not as good a gun will do and uh you get serious about it and you start the thing that it helps you with is your eye hand coordination and your concentration i like the fact that when i'm there I kind of get in a concentration zone that I don't get in because right, it's very simple. You're looking at that target. If you want to learn how to shoot sporting clays, you can the, the, the club can be very helpful to you. It doesn't have to be a big mystery, and it's not some ultra-sophisticated sportsman's club that's overly <laughs> exclusive. All you need is some kind of shotgun – and the ability to, you know, buy some ammunition and some uh, some targets. It is fun. It's a really neat deal. And the more you get into it, the more you're going to like it.
4: Yep. And, again, it's back to families. Families can yeah. – you- I remember the first time you brought one of your sons out there. Yeah. I'd never met him. Met him on the Sporting Clays course. Sure, uh,
1: sure. I brought both of them out there. Yep. And, uh, you know, they may take a while to get into it, but I think at some point they might because it's just a fun thing to do. Now, there are other sporting uh, or there are other rifle-related things. I've seen people riding horses out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a big club with a lot of acreage. Now, we should give the information, if you're interested in exploring the club, taking a tour, something like that, who do you contact?
3: Um, you can go to our website, first and foremost, it's bgslinc.com, and there's a contact page on there. Um depending on what the nature of the question is that you're asking the uh, recipient of those emails, will distribute those emails to the appropriate people and we'll get right back to you on that. Okay. And we also have a Facebook page, Bluegrass Sportsman's League on Facebook. You can also send messages to that Facebook page. Right.
0: And I will post that information on the uh, radio and blog tab on our website, dupreefinancial.com, if you missed it just now. And I'll give it to you at the end of the show, which is just in A couple of minutes. So let's get a wrap-up of what we talked about, and then we'll be headed into our next hour.
1: So, I mean, it's just we've been talking to Boone and Leif about the Bluegrass Sportsman's League. It's in southern Jesmond County, south of Wilmore, off of the uh, High Bridge Road on Handy's Bend Road. It's 1,500 acres, 1,464 to be exact. And we're looking for new members. We want to share this club with the rest of Central Kentucky, and it's it's not that far to get down there from Lexington. It takes me about forty minutes, uh, maybe. Uh, if you live in Jesmond County, it's really close. Um, if you live in Garrett, it's close. So
0: you got to slow down once you get in Wilmore. or Mercer. Rather,
1: them. I meant to say yes, Mercer uh, yeah, you do have to slow down a Wilmore um, the uh um, it's a great deal for the money, and you ought to think about joining it's that simple if you wanna really call me at two three three zero four hundred I'll tell you about it, so you know, I'm cool with it
4: <laughs> well tom i would I would echo I would encourage people if you're curious, come down and take a look. Yeah. And go on the website, BGSL Inc. I N C, BGSL Inc.com. Right. Boone Logan
0: and Leif Kunkel, thanks for joining us on the Tom Dupree Show for this second half of the hour. I'll post everything on the website, as I said, DupreeFinancial.com under the blog and radio tab. If you'd like to get in touch with these guys at the Bluegrass Sportsman's League, I keep saying club, everybody out there says it too. Stay tuned for the next hour. Our financial guys will be joining us. Talk to you in a minute.